Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to The Morning Buzz. I am sitting here today, and I'm having the pleasure of getting to hang out with my husband here in Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm still up here hanging out and visiting, and um, he and I have both been kind of on the same page lately with kind of what God's been doing in our walk together, and uh, we decided that we were going to jump on and do a podcast together. So he's drinking water, and I'm drinking coffee, so grab you a cup of water or a cup of coffee and hang out with us today. So without further ado, good morning, honey. Good morning. So we're going to share with you guys um, a little bit about kind of what God's doing in our walk um, together and separate because as most of you know, uh, we are geographically separated right now and um, that's why I'm up here hanging with him this holiday season. Um, We have been experiencing some dry ground and um, I had a dream, I guess it was maybe two weeks ago I told you about Mm -hmm. it. That sounds about right. Um, where the Lord showed me in my dream, just, I looked down at the ground and the ground was dry, so dry that it had split like from my feet as far as I could see. And I was shocked. I looked down and I touched the ground and it was like in the movies, like when you look down and you touch the soil and it's just split, like as if the earth was about to separate in two pieces. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then I woke up. And I just kept praying about it and wondering why God would show me dry soil. And so between Chris and I, we've just kind of been tossing ideas around back and forth and kind of searching through scripture to figure out what dry soil means. So we're just going to kind of share with you today kind of what we think, you know, he and I have kind of mulled through and figured out, you know, after prayer and stuff, what dry soil means. Yeah. The uh, the scripture that we came to was... Uh... Psalm 63, 1, and uh, it says, God, you're my God. I search for you. I thirst for you like someone in a dry, empty land where there is no water. And if you think for a minute about that concept, if you've ever been thirsty, like really, really thirsty, and that feeling, that gut-wrenching, painful feeling of even just being moderately dehydrated and needing water, and apply that to the concept of, of looking for God and, um, and just, in you know, craving more spiritual connection with him and, and feeling almost painful because yeah. you can't find it. You're just looking and looking and you're, you're wanting it, but you can't find it. That, that's kind of what that makes me think of. And when you think of like, if you've ever seen Mad Max, the, the scenes where they're out in the desert and the, the land is just barren. There's nothing out there. It's tr- It's dry. It's, it's apocalyptic. Cracked. Yeah. Nothing's alive. And then apply that to that that desire for a connection to the creator. And that's, I guess that's where my mind goes with it. It's funny because like up here, we drink a lot of water bottles or like the water jugs and stuff like that. And uh, you're never really that thirsty until you stop and you look at each other and you go, <gasps> We're out of water. Mm-hmm. When you realize that you don't have any in the house, it's almost like your body goes into a panic mode, right? <laughs> it does. And you're like, we got to buy water bottles. Mm-hmm. And then everybody walks around like that scene in Looney Tunes where their tongue rolls out and mm-hmm. it's a little mini desert, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and even if you have other stuff, you can have milk in the fridge. You can have, uh, you know, iced tea. Right. And it, it doesn't do the job. No, it then you're thirsty for water. Exactly. Right. And it's funny because when you're going through like these 
you know, extreme desert seasons, you know, and like, like in my dream and the dry is so, the ground is so dry that it's splitting from point A to point B right in the horizon. And you feel like God is so far, like that's when you have to realize he's the nearest to you, Mm -hmm. you know, and there is water if you dig, right? Because there's water in the bottom of the But you have to, you have to get to it. You have to get there. It doesn't, it's not just available right like you have to make an effort you have to try yeah scary stuff you said something the other day to me about diamonds and mining for diamonds oh, yeah. and that was pretty profound to well me. we were Struck we were me. talking about like controversy and you know and i'm sure that most of us can relate to this where there's times especially nowadays with the social media and all that stuff where everybody's looking at each other's lives so to speak their their pictures and whatnot and they're thinking like why am i going through this hardship why is it like this for me and regardless of the way you view other people when you look at yourself and you look inward and you're you're asking that question of why is it that i am going through this why do like we've had this conversation why do we why are we being tested like this why do we have to be separated why are we being allowed to walk through this exactly right um And something that just kind of came to me was that you grow, you grow under trial. You, you grow under trials, tribulations. When, when you're under pressure, it's when you're, when you're really formed. And I used, I used a diamond as an example because diamonds is like, that's the rock, right? That's one of the strongest um prettiest and prettiest and most highly sought after and precious stones that we know of on on the face of the planet and when you know how diamonds are formed like real diamonds from from the wild they're formed from very long periods of time of extreme pressure on coal and coal this dirty nasty um, you know, valuable in its own way, but but still just lumpy, black, you know, nobody picks up a piece of coal and thinks, oh, how gorgeous. It's <laughs> it's more for use, right? But but then after all this time of just this constant pressure from the from the earth on the coal, you you end up with a diamond. And it's crazy because the f- they kill for those things. They right. kill for Oh them. yeah, it's a- absolutely but it's just amazing that something I mean they're two completely polar opposite uh rocks i guess if you will that that one is yeah one's this porous lumpy black you know flaky rubs off on you kind of like coal and then the other one is this beautiful bright shiny diamond polished and it's through pressure that it's created and you could kind of look at yourself and look inward that way because if you don't if you don't get tested you don't grow and, you know, something else that actually just came to me this morning, I was thinking about, um, think about like a, a vehicle. If you, if you have a car that nothing ever happens to it, it always works exactly. I mean, you know, that's what we all want, right? Is a perfect, that, that car that starts every Preach. single time. But if that's the case, then other than just knowing how to drive it, you really don't know anything about that vehicle. Right. You don't know anything about it. You don't know how it works, what signal goes to where to turn the ignition to do this and all that stuff to make the car run um it's not until it breaks and let's say let's say that you know taking it to the mechanic is off the table you have to fix it yourself 
that's when you actually learn. Nobody wants that to happen. You don't want to have to get under the hood or crawl underneath the vehicle to try to figure out what's going on. But when you do and then you fix it and it runs again, now you know something and you've grown in yourself as far as your knowledge and your abilities. And that's just, I don't know, that's life. It right? is. I kind of, with with reflecting because, you know, what you said, it, it does. It brings power to purpose, you know, whenever you think about the coal turning into a diamond. <clears throat> and we go over to Isaiah 43. And, you know, because diamonds are precious. Diamond is a precious stone. It's sought after, mm-hmm. like you said, we you know, like we said, kill for it. But we go over to Isaiah 43 and it says, um, at the end of verse 2, it says, When you cross rivers, you will not drown. When you walk through fire, and, you know, they get refined in fire, you will not be burned, nor will the the flames hurt you. This is because I, the Lord, am your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave you Egypt to pay for you. This Mm. is interesting, to pay for you. I gave Cush and Seba to you for... uh, to make you mine because you are precious to me (laughs) because I give you honor and love you. I will give other people in your place. I will give other nations to save you. Don't be afraid because I am with you. I will give your children. uh, I will bring you. I will bring your children from the East. I just love that because it says, because you are precious to me. You are precious to me. And that word by itself, when you think of and what the word... And I will pay for you. <laughs> well, when you think of what the word precious means, it's it's of, of great value. And even that in itself is, well, okay, well, what does that mean? Monetary value or emotional value? It, 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 it exceeds doesn't, our mind. It does. It's, you know, you don't waste it. Mm-mm. You don't treat it carelessly. And so precious is you know, irreplaceable. You don't... You don't take it lightly, you, right? You take care of it. You know, you don't just, you and, and something that's precious, this is something else too. And I'm speaking to younger generations, so please hear me and older generations if you struggle with this. You are counted precious by God. So even if you are in a dry and weary place, take care of yourself. <clears throat> value yourself. If God values you, value yourself. Because... If you are if you are a valued commodity by God, okay, look at yourself as something rare to God, mm-hmm. you know, and treat yourself carefully, not carelessly, no. carefully. Put yourself up on a shelf, you know, and know that God looks at you. I just had this image of the elf on the shelf <laughs> when you said that. Put yourself Stop. on the shelf. That's not what I mean. <laughs> but I mean, you know, take care of yourself. Don't put yourself out on social media for everybody to see, you know... And, and nothing on, I mean, you know, cause we see this, you know, going on in these generations, if God mm-hmm. made you and he cared, he cares for you preciously, like a diamond, think about how precious you must be to God. I don't know. I just, that's really, that's a big deal to me. So, uh, we go back, just, let's just run back over here to the dry ground thing, because that I think is really it's really hard. I think it engulfs a lot, especially with a married couple or or when you're alone and you're going through depression. I think depression's really mm-hmm. around the holidays, guys. Depression's just huge. You yeah. know, we have a friend that works in a in a um in a psych unit and he said the saddest thing to us, we were like, "Wow, you probably get a lot of people, a lot of adults around the holidays." And he said, "No, it's children that come in around the holidays." And um 
You guys, this is because the land gets really dry around the holidays, you know. And um, so we're going to hop over to uh, Isaiah 44.3. And it says, I will pour out water for the thirsty land and make streams flow on dry land. I will pour out my spirit into your children and my blessings on your descendants. So let me tell you, if you need a pouring, an outpour of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, come to me all who were weary, mm-hmm. you know, and I will fill you up. You know, all we have to do is come to the Father, you know, and in those dry seasons, y'all, because they are real, you know, and Chris and I were talking about this the other day, you know, sometimes you don't even know how to express the depth of the the desire for God or the, and sometimes we cry out to God and go like, Hey, are you there? Hey, can you hear us? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. I, it's kind of where I feel like I'm at sometimes, you know, and God knows how much I love him, yeah. but that's just where I'm at. I know it does feel like that sometimes, but he is always there and you just got to know that it is, it is all part of the plan. And when again, back to the pressure, it's, it's during those times where your faith and, your faithfulness really becomes, um, well, precious, I guess. Yeah. For lack of better words. I don't know. It just, it seems, when you are in those seasons, sometimes you feel like completely and totally alone. And it is, it's so hard to feel alone. But then we think about, you know, Jesus, whenever he came, And he came in a very, very, very dry time. Think about it, y'all. For 400 years, you know, that's that's the time that they believe that it was dry. Can you imagine being dry with not a single sign from God for 400 years? (laughs) I mean, they probably thought God had completely forgot Mm -hmm. about them. You know, and they were expectant of the Messiah and they were expectant of Jesus's coming. Right. And all that they had was prophecy, prophecy for telling that Jesus would come. Yeah. Right. I mean, can you imagine what that would feel like? I mean, anything that even resembled Messiah, I'd be running. <laughs> I'll think that it was him. You just got to remember that it's not on our time. It happens on his. I know. Every season. And that is that is really it's difficult. It is difficult. So we're going to hop over in closing. We're going to hop over to Isaiah 53. And this was prophesied about Jesus's coming all the way down to his crucifixion. And it was foretold. I mean, there's just no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So I'm going to read this. And it says, who would have believed what we heard? Who saw the Lord's power in this? He grew up like a small plant before the Lord, like a root growing in a dry land. Mm. (laughs) He had no special beauty or form to make us notice him. There was nothing in his appearance to make us desire him. He was hated and rejected by people. He had so much pain and suffering. People would not even look at him. He was hated and we didn't even notice him. But he took our suffering on him and felt our pain for us. We saw his suffering and thought God was punishing him. But he was wounded for our wrong, for the wrong we did. 
He was crushed for the evil we did. The punishment which was made which made us well was given to him, and we are healed because of all his wounds. And then it goes on to verse 6, and y'all can pick up there and read on your own. What's amazing to me about that is you would almost think that that, what you just read, was a recap? would be from the New Testament, mm-hmm. talking about what happened to Jesus. But this is Isaiah. This is 700 years before Jesus <laughs> came into being. That's, that's That just blows my mind. And then if you come down... I'm just going to just read this because I, I do want y'all to, to pick up and read because it's important that you read this stuff on your own, y'all, because then you don't think like, oh, these kooks are making it up. Like, read this stuff on your own. But come down here a little bit into verse 8, okay? And it says, men took him away roughly and unfairly. He died without children to continue his family. He was put to death. He was punished for sins of my people. He was buried with wicked men, and he died with the rich. He had he had done nothing wrong and he never lied. Hmm. You want to talk about dry barren land? He was in dry barren land. But he was like a what, what does it say exactly verbatim? It says like a root growing mm-hmm. in dry land. Y'all, I don't know. The world gets darker. And scripture tells of the world getting darker, but what are we called to be? How does it say we're called to be the salt, the, the light, the light and the, the darkness, the light, the, yeah. the darkness and the salt. You know, the world doesn't, doesn't promise us, you know, water. The world doesn't promise us the Holy Spirit, but God does. And even though marriages go through things and couples go through things, you know, the Holy Spirit is still hovering over the earth. And so I, I encourage you, every single one of you, to read Isaiah, to read your Bible. Let the word come to life in you. Let those prophecies come to life in you. And when your ground is dry, seek God. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You'll find fulfillment there. When, when you can't get it anywhere else. When nothing else quenches the thirst, you will find it there. So if your ground is dry, that's okay. It may be a sign that you need to start looking for water, right? You want to pray for us? Heavenly Father, be with us all through the seasons, the various different seasons of our lives that we're going through and we're walking out, and whatever that may look like for each individual person or family. Be with us. Give us guidance. Be in our minds and our thoughts. Lead us down these paths so that we make the right decision, so that we walk your path. Be with everybody during these holiday seasons, through the good and the bad. Let them know that you're there and that you love them. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Thanks for having me, baby. Love you. Thanks for hanging out with me today on The Morning Buzz, and I look forward to hanging out with you again soon. Bye-bye.